0: So tomorrow is my birthday. I will be thirty-three years old. Yes, yes, and I am definitely excited about it. You know, it comes with uh, excitement, a little bit of hey um, realization that uh, the years keep on creeping up on me. I'll be close to forty soon, but I'm excited about what what, uh, what life has to offer, and I'm hopeful for the future. Um, a lot of these uh, podcasts that I've been recording have definitely been positive, and I definitely want us to see that we can be more than we currently are now, but we also can't be afraid to acknowledge where we're currently at, and we can't be afraid to deal with some uncomfortable truths. So this uh, this one might be a little bit uncomfortable for some people. I'm definitely open to dialogue. I definitely don't think that um, just because I feel it or I say it that it's true, my mind has changed. On 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 a multitude of topics over the years, and on this particular topic, if, if someone is able to bring um, more information to um, to me in a in a way that I can receive it, hey, I could potentially change my mind on this. But currently, right now, um, this is something that I've been <laughs> that's been inside of my spirit for a far too long. So um, one one product of like the 24-hour Uh, seven days a week news cycle is that when a story hits it's magnified but guess what when the next story hits it's almost like we ignore it you know when the next story hits we kind of just forget about all these things that are currently still happening in this uh, country Um, and one of the things that I still just haven't been able to kind of let go is just our reaction um, or the misinformation that surrounds um, Black Lives Matter group so just stick with me here um, by stating black lives matter, by stating, um, black lives should matter because that's essentially what it's saying. It is not saying that black lives matter in a no other lives matter It's saying that uh, basically in American society, uh, if you look at the actions of the courts, the police, um, just society in general, the value of black lives are not what they should be. So by stating black lives matter, it makes people uncomfortable. It makes, um, a lot of people uncomfortable. It makes a lot of white people uncomfortable. It makes black pe- it makes some black people uncomfortable. It makes people of other races uncomfortable at times. And you just have to follow this progression through. So if stating black lives matter, you know, causes vitriol and and and, 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 and hateful responses from people, you have to think about the antithesis to that. And the antithesis to black lives matter is black lives don't matter. So if you if you don't, if you feel as though for someone to to proudly proclaim that black lives matter that black lives should matter is going too far it's if you feel as though that that's not uh, uh, conducive for us to have a national conversational race essentially you're condoning the fact that black lives don't matter now people aren't going to verbally come out and say that um, but that's definitely the logical progression of saying that black life. Of saying that we shouldn't state that black lives matter that it's divisive and, and things of that nature and really what was and really <laughs> it's even crazier if you kind of peel back the layers because um, with the advent of, 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 of a cell phone cameras and a body cams there's no question that uh, people of color that Black and brown bodies and actually poor white people are killed at a disproportionately higher number than other Americans. Like there's no question that black and brown bodies are are brutalized at a higher rate than our white counterparts um, with all things being equal. You know, you can get pulled over and be legally complying with the law of the land. Uh, you look at Fidelando Castile, who had a handgun carry permit informed the officer that he still lost his life and then the officer wasn't charged with a crime you know so if you really think about it um, by by action we are telling people that you know what you you need to follow the law but if you follow the law and if you still are killed you don't have the right to state that black lives matter you don't have the right to protest in the street of an unlawful execution you don't have the right to disrupt my daily life even when you were killed by following the law that's, that's what people are saying. So it's essentially, you know, in an America for people of color, our citizenship has always been conditional. Um, you are a citizen of this country. You are able to go to work, have, you know, marry, grow, you know, have businesses, things of that nature. Um, until you do this, you, <laughs> you are able to, to uh, be a productive member of society. Unless this happened, unless you uh, upset the status quo and you have the right to be part of this society until you upset the status quo, until you upset the status quo. Then you're being ungrateful. Then you need to just follow the law. Then, you know, uh, 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 we have blue lives matter as well. No blue lives. Of course, it's not it's not even logical to state that blue lives matter because no one is born a police officer. <laughs> That's an occupation. Being born with, with dark skin is part of my genetic code. It will never go away no matter what occupation I hold. So, um, and just to further that point is, is I think really what it is, is that America, America as a whole know how they've treated people of color. Like, there's this, and I forgot her name, but this is white lady. She's an older white lady and she does diversity training mainly uh, for businesses and schools and things of that nature. And she has this wonderful exercise and she uh, she talks to predominantly white people, although there are definitely people of color in her audiences at times. And she said, OK, um, I have this uh, brand new pill. If you take this pill, I'll give you a one hundred thousand dollars. But the next morning when you wake up, uh, you'll be black for the rest of your life. How many people would take that pill? And literally no no white person raised their hand. She's like, OK. OK. OK, uh, what about for a quarter of a million? 250,000 dollars. You take this pill, you wake up the next morning, you'll be black for the rest of your life. How many people would take this? Nobody raises their hand. And then she gets up to a million dollars and no one raises their hand. So what's the point of that exercise is that um, if if you wouldn't trade places, if you being a white person wouldn't trade places with a black person for a million dollars, you got to ask yourself why? And we all know why. We know the logical progression as it goes through, because we understand that life for our our our, our black and brown um, Americans are different than life for our white Americans. So 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 if you wouldn't trade places for somebody with a million dollars, um, you know what's happening, but we're not bold enough to speak out against it. Like, once again, I'm going to use examples as opposed to just telling you how I feel. So yesterday or maybe two days ago, I read on the news that Clive Bundy, his case was thrown out. If you guys don't remember who Clive Bundy is, he had an armed standoff on federal grounds with federal agents. So Clive Bundy has owed millions of dollars in um federal grazing fees. Like so basically he lets his cows, his cattle roam everywhere. He feels as though him and his uh I don't know what you want to call him, his posse have the right to graze wherever they want to and the federal agents can't do anything about it. So you can't tell me that in an American society where a black man who is legally uh, uh um who's legally authorized to carry a handgun, Philando Castile can be murdered And then you have another American who is illegally on land, on federal land, with automatic weapons, pointing at federal agents can not only be arrested without violence, but his case be thrown out. You can't tell me that there aren't two different Americas. You can't tell me that whiteness and blackness aren't viewed differently, at least by certain people in power in America. That that doesn't mean that every person in America is racist. That doesn't mean that everything that happens has to be classified as 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 a white people and black people. But it also means that you don't have the right to say, ah, you know, nothing really is different. You know, um, um, everybody's the same. If you follow the law, you're survived because it's not true. It is fundamentally not true. Um, and I'll leave you with this. You know, I I have long since stated in private that, um. America won't care about police brutality until it starts happening to more and more people that look like their kids and, you know, like their sons and daughters. So, um, another case, Daniel Schaefer, um, he was actually killed by a police officer, I think two years ago, but the body cam was just released. And I'm not going to go into detail. Google his name if you're not sure what happened. But essentially, this dude was drinking in a hotel room. Um, he was like a pest control agent. So he had a pellet gun. Cops came. Uh, he, no, no, they, they had told him to put down the gun and it, it, it's just a disgusting video to watch, but he's basically executed on camera. I mean, the dude is bawling his eyes out. He's saying, I don't know what to do. He has his hands on the back of his head. He's on his knees and, and the cop executes him. And <laughs> it just, it just made me realize that we are so far, um, I don't want to say so far gone, but, um, there's something wrong there's there's something intrinsically wrong with us if we can justify the execution of anyone but you look at daniel schaefer and you have to ask yourself why don't more people care that he was executed Hmm. and finally just to kind of wrap this up um daniel schaefer if you guys don't realize was actually a white white guy um, executed at the hands of a police officer, and um, if you look at who was fighting for him, uh, Color Change, the wonderful organization, who whose main. Um platform is to organize petitions against certain things. I think the ACLU also got involved. So you have people of color fighting for this um, white guy because they understand that a threat to justice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. And that's directly from Martin Luther King Jr. So we can no longer um, be outraged when certain people are unjustly killed, but when other people are unjustly killed, we kind of just sweep it underneath the rug. We can't, we can't act like we're surprised because, um, we've been shown this cycle repeatedly. And if it only matters when it happens to a certain person or a certain, like I said, Daniel is a white dude. I don't know why more, more people aren't upset. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I think the biggest thing is that, um, you know, for a lot of Americans, they, they can never see themselves being killed at the, at the hands of, of a police officer. They can never see themselves, you know, truly being in a situation um, in which they're not doing anything wrong, but they could possibly lose their life. Like, they don't see that. So, where do we go from here? I don't know. I don't know. Now, That doesn't mean that I have a a pessimistic view on the future. I just have a realistic view on the future. We have to have these uncomfortable conversations. We can't be afraid to talk about things that make us feel uncomfortable, because if we do, um, we'll never, ever fix the issue. You know, it's kind of like. It's kind of like a disease. It's kind of like cancer. You know, we can ignore you can ignore if you have the flu, you can ignore if you have cancer, you can ignore if you have heart disease. But it doesn't negate the fact that that is still inside of your body. And if we allow it to fester for too long, well, it'll well, that's how we have, you know, Um. Um open open insurrection or that's how we have you know riots in the street you know um, once again martin luther king jr stated that riots are the language of the unheard are the language of the poor so are the language of the oppressed so when we have people taken to the streets it's because they've been so frustrated with 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 the people not showing attention with people not caring that there's no other way to get attention but to but to break things but to burn things so uh, once again where do we go from here? I'm not sure. I am. I am not sure. I'm open to suggestions, but I'm hopeful. I am open to dialogue, um, but we need to have more of these conversations. I uh, love you guys.